Welcome to the Teacher's Toolkit for Literacy, the free podcast for motivated teachers and school leaders who want to inspire their students and school community in literacy learning. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast player, and for more amazing literacy resources, check out the show notes provided with every episode. Hi, I'm Sharon, and I'm the host of a Teacher's Toolkit for Literacy. In every Toolkit episode, we bring you specific resources, tools, strategies, tips, techniques to help you in your job as a teacher of literacy. Firstly, we acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we gather on. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Welcome to part two of our podcast on differentiated teaching with Rob Vingerhoots. And now on with the show. We had a teacher bring up um, the topic of if I split these children into three groups, um, the there'll be less range of differentiation in each of those groups. So then that's going to yes, make it better. I remember for, that question. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, do, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it, it's. Uh, I think my answer was that you still got a four-year spread in your top group. You still got a four-year spread in your middle group, and yeah. you still got a four-year spread, or probably more, in your bottom group. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's 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 really not an answer. There's um, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's te- people who actually like streaming are teachers who get the top group. Mm. Teachers have been streaming for years mm. and they don't want to change because they've got their sheets ready to go. Yep. Um, kids who are in the top group like it. Yep. Parents who have kids who are in the top group like it. Mm. Uh, uh, principals who see it as an easy fix for, for lifting data for the top group kids, they they like it. But often, uh, and often, after that, mm. you know, it's the list of people who don't like it and why is 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 longer. And often those kids that are really in those top groups can't explain their strategies, or um, or they've got a narrow range of strategies, and you know they might have an automatic way of doing something, but it's not necessarily a deep understanding of the maths in, involved. Is that? Yeah, look, that's a possibility, yeah. Phil. It depends on the teacher taking that top group. But yeah, they're yeah. they're they're often oh, uh, they're well they regularly the more skilled teachers. And guess who gets the bottom group? You know, they're often mm-hmm. your, your, your first year out, which doesn't mean you're not skilled and you're not a terrific teacher, but you may just not have that depth of knowledge of what to do with kids who are on the struggle. But uh, often often the designation is either the top group will go to the least experienced or possibly the least skilled teacher in the view of somebody in leadership. That many times I've been asked to take the, the bottom group. Thankfully, not, I'm not often in the school of streams, but four or five times I've been asked to take a group, you know, because the teacher wants to watch how I handle the bottom group so i always get the bottom group yeah. and by geez you reckon they don't know that they're the bottom group it's mm. just the body language as soon as I... yes yeah mm. yeah somebody told me one day this is a true anecdote i was at a at a very tough high school in uh in Karaya in geelong and uh they said oh rob can you help us out with the group work today um you know one of the teachers wants to observe you and uh, i said yeah no worries no worries i'll take a group and they said oh um, that's that's your group over there and I had a look at them and I said, oh, so I've got the bottom group. And uh, and they said, oh, did somebody tell you? And I said, 
no, I said, have a look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he just they were slouching around. They were already mucking about. That the, the those that weren't active were just just down and out, just doldrums. Yeah. And oh my god, it was. Uh, yeah, because uh, the, the other aspect of all this is, uh, you know, we have these uh, seven timeless T's of literacy, and one of them is together, which means we mm. keep the kids together as a whole class, mostly because. Um, but you can have flexible grouping within that, but it's so much learning that's going on from each other that yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. so powerful. I mean, this is the missing piece. If it's you, the role modelling, Phil. You if, take every good kid out of your yeah. group or capable kid out of your group, yep. but what do you got? Well, who are you picking up your, your clues from? Who are you picking up yep. your strategies yes. from? Who are you yep. picking up your language from? Yeah. Uh, that's another one I don't think people have really thought about, that, that, that your role models have gone yep. and the power of kids learning together. And I'm, I'm wrapped that, that, you know, that's one of the T's for literacy, that together. I think that's that's. Yep. Spot on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The other danger is like what on what basis, what data or on what test or yes. information <laughs> are we using to determine yes. the grouping? Yes. Uh it's so spot on, Sharon. And this in this case, this this case, it mm. was uh, just to follow on that anecdote from this year seven class. Yes. Um I gave him an open-ended task. It's called, Phil, I think, has seen this. It's called Get Me to One. The, the, the topic was fractions, decimals, percentages. Yeah. And the, these kids, you know, I just presume somebody had sorted out these grids on some basis. Anyway, so I've got them. I take them through this activity. I actually get them motivated. We do a good warm-up that sort of switches them on a bit. I get them into the task, and yeah. they're finding success because it's a really open task. So because, you know, I thought, oh, well, the bottom of what difference does it make? You know, I'm going to have a four-year spread. Somebody will do well. Yes. And then the word spread around. Oh, you do this, blah, blah, blah. This. They're talking. They're actually talking mm. to one another about mm. what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, so then they, they, even phones went away for a while, like it was exceptional. Uh, so it was uh, – um, so they started, started talking. And I, I, I'm doing the roving thing, being mobile for maths, and mm. I'm, I'm spotting a couple of these kids and I'm going – Oh my God, your work! And you know, it was uh, it was, it was just like they were they were flying, and um, I, and the the coordinator walked past, and I just said, oh, hey, "Do you want to come over here?" And uh, I said, "Look, check out Tanisha's work and Gabrielle and Stella," and uh, and she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Mm. And she said, "They didn't show that in the test." And I've gone, "Oh right." Uh, I said, no, I can, I "Can I have a quick look at the test?" And she brought it over. Well, she, well, she had troubles carrying it. It was thirteen pages <laughs> oh, long. God. Thirteen pages no. long. These kids look like 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 uh, they, they were likable kids, but they're they're not going <laughs> to yeah. give me a break. They're not gonna, after page three. They would have gone. I'll oh, stuff this. Yes. I can't yeah. be bothered. Or I can. I don't know what that word means. So I'm out of the game. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that my maths is rubbish. I don't know what the word means. I don't have a definition for that. I don't understand the context. I don't mm-hmm. understand the syntax. I don't understand the grammar. Uh, and they're out of it. And um, uh, it was, she just said, well, maybe we got this wrong a bit. And uh, I, I said, maybe you got it wrong a mm-hmm. lot. And uh, uh, I said, they're three that I've found, and that's they've been in here five minutes. I said, there's going to be more. And Mm -hmm. um, that that was actually really good. She she was, uh, as a coordinator, she had a heart in the right place, but the test was totally inappropriate. And uh, those three kids that I mentioned, they went straight to the top group. And uh, I was there for months at this school off and on, and uh, they consistently performed well in the top group. And 
I suggested some alternatives to the testing. Uh, because some so, of the some of these tests, Rob, um, you know, we work with tests in New York, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in the Bronx, and the kids either had trouble with the reading of it or yep. the comprehension of the words, the yep. sentences, and the other aspect of the whole test, if that wasn't enough, was just the culture of it. Like the culture of what was in the test was nothing to do yeah. with what these kids in the Bronx knew. You know, like, hey, what's this about? I never, you know, I never knew about this. So um, uh, somebody showed me a grade one test that, like here in Victoria, and and uh, with with the question, I wish I could just remember the exact what the wording was, but it was like uh, uh, once again, this was in a, in a pretty rough area. Like no, no human in that in that in that little area, in that suburb, talks that way. Nobody. Nobody mm. talks that way. The no. kids, I, and it was, it was something like a uh, share amongst, like who uses the word amongst in Karaya? Nobody. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> uses, oh, eh, let's share this amongst us, shall we? Like, it's <laughs> like yeah, right. <laughs> it was, uh, one yeah. kid thought it was the kid next door who, whose name was Mung, M-O-N-G, and said, oh, look, Mung's in the tests. <laughs> so the, the, the tests are uh, often weighted against these kids because oh, of all... Totally. You know, yeah, all these totally. different aspects of yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Li- layers uh, that make it difficult yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yet, yet there was Tanisha and Stella and Gabrielle who were who were highly capable kids, but but that already on the basis of one test, I think this is the point Sharon was trying to make, on the on the basis of, of one test, they're lobbed into a group. Yeah. And that's it. Like how it's just it's there's a there's a um I don't mean an uh, I mean an educational meanness to that. Yes. There is, isn't yes. there? Yes, yeah. Thinking of that in the literacy context, decisions about, uh, yes, how students are grouped, sometimes those big high-stakes tests that are used yeah. as the way yeah. to make those decisions. Um, but when we break that down and we go, okay, we've, we've grouped these children, um, you know, for their reading against that, let's say, we've grouped them against the NAPLAN reading scores or their reading achievement in NAPLAN, when we have to look at what was the NAPLAN assessing, it wasn't actually telling us what a student is doing as they are reading. Reading, yep. And and yet that is what my teaching is about. How am I helping my students as they are reading? So I want to find out what they are doing as they're reading to be able to to help them and sort of cycling back to what we talked about, you know, being on the road. Right, yeah, being on the road, being active. Yes, yep. maybe it's that's where the dynamic differentiation is yep. happening at its best is where we are doing that teaching and we are helping to differentiate for those needs right there at the time. And so yep. it becomes dynamic rather than, oh, I have to think of a whole activity or task for them to be able to get there. No, let's let's help them as they're in the task yep. doing yep. doing yep. the choosing and using that yeah, the defines task is the vehicle. Yes. Yeah, the, the, the task is the vehicle for you to be doing your explicit teaching, which is 
back to you being there to give immediate feedback, which yes. is back to you being mobile and amongst your kids. Uh, and that also is your, is your straight up assessment information. This is where you go, oh, I've got a sense of where those kids are at. I've got a yes. sense where this individual is at. Uh, and that may then be recorded electronically or on a post-it or whatever method you use. But it's that mm. ongoing formative assessment. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and then that, and, that and drive, later on, towards that, the end. Yeah, go on, Phil, sorry. Sorry, yeah, that, then drives your teaching for the, your next lesson because yeah. and so yeah. that's me you know really tailoring all your work to what those kids really need and there there is your differentiation too isn't it in uh, oh well it's all it's that is the differentiation the strategy of differentiated teaching is demonstrated when the teacher and i'm going to read the whole list of things now and every one of these things has been covered, covered. oh wow so aren't we good so looking at <laughs> so sets high expectations for all students. Yep, you, you you will have success today, and you will bloody enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we've found an entry, if we know we're targeting yeah. with an entry point, yep. we yep. have absolutely set that expectation that everybody's in, yep. and everybody's going to be successful because. You know, as I often do, you know, I'll preface things by saying I've noticed. So I'm bringing you this today because I know everybody's everybody's got a way in here, and you're going to be able to fly with this. Um, provide yep. students with realistic, challenging goals and recognise effort. Yeah, that's, that's immediate feedback. That's isn't immediate it? feedback. Yep. yep, and that's where the rove is yep. or the dynamic differentiation. I mean, I think teachers need to really. Um, be able to name that when they are on that rove, that that is dynamic differentiation. It's more dynamic than it can be in any other way. Um, relies on formative assessment to monitor student learning progress toward and beyond learning goals. It comes back to that rove again, doesn't it? Everybody knows what they're trying to aim for. What am I choosing? What am I using? And the formative uh, assessment is, is those, it's uh, it's pre-prepared checklists. I'm a huge fan of samples of work. If you've got yes. a, the richer the task, yep. the richer the assessment. Yes. So it, it just shows a depth that you don't get from a worksheet. Um, so I'm, I'm always looking for, okay, let's let's have a pre-prepared checklist, and not just skills, let's get some attitudes and mm. include some of the proficiencies in there. Was the kid able to articulate, blah, blah, blah. But Or you pick up their, assess, their piece of work. And I'm a huge fan of writing anecdotes on samples of work that are important. Um, you can do uh, rubrics and uh, the uh, pre-prepared rubrics for a task. So you've got something to compare the task against. Uh, so that they're all forms of formative assessment yeah. and, and it's the real assessment yes. uh, and it either confirms or challenges a piece of summative assessment. And in the end, if you're doing the formative assessment and your formative assessment challenges um, a score, a decision that's been made by summative assessment, I know who I'd go with. I'd go with the good teacher with the, with the sound formative assessment every mm. time. Yes, mm. yeah. And okay. form formative assessment, you know, would also include all of our conferring with, so in, um, yes. you know, the conferring yeah, with students yeah, yep. in literacy. Um, once again, rubrics, looking at student writing for finding out what they're doing, you know, mm -hmm. with their spelling. That's yep. where I'm going to find out what they've got under control and what they're 
what they're needing help with by looking at their writing. So looking at these things within context of, we would also say that the share and reflect time is mm-hmm. a big time to yes. for students to think yes. about. It's spot um, on, Sharon. Yep, yep. Oh, look, some of that stuff, if that's done well, it, yeah. it's invaluable insights because yeah. they should be a reflection, not a recount of what you did today. Yes. What did you find out today? How did you feel today? Yeah. They might do big things. How did you feel? What did you find out? And then mm. as, as a teacher looking at those reflections going, okay, I cut through. Or yeah. uh, clearly with this kid, not yet because she feels this way about that session or this is his reflection and it, it doesn't go where I wanted it to go. Uh, so Omni, I'm not, not, um, not annoyed with the kid as that's, okay, that's my follow-up for tomorrow, was Phil was saying it often then, then either and, and, uh, defines your individual or your class or a group teaching the next day, you know, for, for a quick clinic or for mm, a quick follow-up or, yeah. or adopting I, an activity to suit those kids. And I love your use of uh, key words, Rob, where you uh, connect the, you know, it's mm. almost like uh, it's connecting the learning goal with yep. with the reflection, reflection. Yep. Um, and vocabulary. Um, it's just giving them so much support in all those things. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, sometimes we ask kids to write, and a lot of kids, Sharon, you would have experienced this more than me, but a lot of kids are reluctant writers. Mm-hmm. And so I'll say, oh, I don't know what to write about, Mr V. And I yeah. said, dude, check out the key words. Yeah. And I, I'd say it's almost 100%. They go, oh, yeah, mm. I do know what to write about. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, you're right. Yes. The, the words are up there. And I'll just have to string, a, string them together into a sentence, and I'm on my way. And said, yeah, pretty well you are. Mm. Off you go. Yeah. And those keywords can be written before the lesson, some of them, and then during yeah. the lesson. During the lesson, like you can snap. add to them. Yeah, yeah. 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 keep them visible, yeah. keep them yes. available. Yep, yep. yep. Sim- Triggers for symbols next to them, so they yeah, so the kids don't yeah. have to worry about the spelling. They okay, yeah. oh, that must say equation because the dude's got an equal sign at the end. Yep. You know, that must say multiplication because he's got one of those cross things at the end of it. So yep, yep. yeah. Now this one we've. You've already talked about, you know, that use. So this says uses group and targeted interventions to remediate learning difficulties. But we've already mm-hmm. talked like that. This this word interventions, actually, um, I often talk about this with teachers. In a class, I don't see when a child needs, when I just want to guide them or even just prompt them by asking the question, I don't always think of things as, I think, as an intervention but if I've got a group like you say you know that I can see few Uh children here need um, you know need a little bit more on that so yes I might have a clinic or I might have that you know small flexible focus group and I might do three days in a row with them you know for five minutes you know five minutes each of those days it might not even be um, you know the big thing but I, I sometimes think that term intervention feels like we've got to take them out for a whole big something else, you know, and remove them and from what everyone's doing. And then you're separating yes. them from that uh, learning, that vital learning that's going on in the classroom. As a uh, sort of context for it, uh, that get me to a 1,000 activity the other day. Now, mm. I've got two lots of negative numbers up there. Yeah. And the kids are pretty keen on using it. I'd, I'd already said, look, be careful. It's not an operation. That doesn't mean take away 10 or subtract 10. It's actually mm. already a negative number. Yeah. And uh, I got around and I saw two kids who had used it inappropriately. Oh, I loved oh. that they were trying. That was mm. the first thing. And I said, who else is used, trying to use the negative numbers? And about three other kids said, quick, come here, you five. Come here, quick, quick, quick. Mm. And got them onto the, onto the floor and uh, just said, 
okay, let's have a look at what you're doing. One kid had it right, and I said, can you tell them how you're using it? And he mm. actually needed a little bit of support with from me, but mm. basically that kid was able to explain to the others in kid speak with a little bit of, of clarification from me about how you use it. And actually this kid was actually <laughs> – he really actually understood that if you took a, a minus from a negative number, it actually turns into a positive. Now, mm. I couldn't explain that for the life, and I still don't understand it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was he did actually a good job of it, and he goes, well, it goes like this, and then it looked like this thing. Yeah, yeah, yes, whatever Clementine said. And uh, so it was uh, it, it was, it was an intervention, I, I guess, technically, Sharon, but it, yes, it, was, it, yeah. wouldn't have, it wouldn't have lasted more than two and a half minutes, three no, minutes tops, no, yeah. and then the kids were back into it. But... Um, they needed that intervening because yes. they were actually had a misconception that yes. was mathematically incorrect. Yes. And you, you need to jump on it. Uh, you know, it's not going to do, it's not the end of the world, but it was there oh, to fix. They no, fixed we, it. The kids were interested because yeah. it was in context. It's not like, I'll oh, come over here. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you about negative numbers. And the kids would go, why? This was, mm. no, they were actually trying to use it at the time. So yes. there was a, there was a definite point of need yeah. where they needed me, or as it turned out, Clementine to do some explicit of teaching. Yes, uh, targeted interventions. I think that's, you know, it's on our feet. It's what we notice. It's what we offer children, how we intervene at the time, on the spot, in the classroom. Done. In the yeah. classroom. Well, yeah. It could come out of collecting their samples of work. As mm. I, I think one of the things I'd be very keen to say is I don't often get around to every kid, depending right. on the task. Yes. And, like, and I'm mad to set myself that task because I'm going to end up doing a shallow job with every kid if, I'm, if I set my task of getting around to every one of them. Yeah. So often I'll collect their work yes. and I'll go, yeah, it gets it, gets it, gets it. Whoa. Oh, okay. Need yeah. to follow this one up. And then yeah. tomorrow's session, same, same, but different, may mm. start with a group of kids, four or five, I don't know, I, don't, yeah. I can't predict yeah. that, but the, who I need to do some uh, that day, the following day, a targeted mm. intervention with and say, back you go now, off you go. Uh, so uh, uh, because I may not have had the opportunity and the yes. last one. But, well, two more actually, but assessing students' work against prior achievements rather than against other students' work. There's a lot of uh, talk about moderation. Now, the whole thing with moderation, moderating kids' work is, well, they have to be doing the same piece of work for you to moderate it. Mm-hmm. And this is where uh, rubrics can come in because I can do a rubric because you're all doing the same task mm-hmm. and you get a one if you get this and you get a five if you do this. Like, so, yeah, that, I don't know, they're words and I'm trying to interpret them like you are, Sharon, but, uh, like, sometimes it is actually fine. It's, it's a bloody good idea to have the kids doing the same task because you actually can compare and moderate. And if it's a similar task pre and post, um, you actually can compare. But I think the thing that's important, there's two criteria for any outcomes-based assessment that we do, and you need to see evidence over time, like does it stack up to the time test? Mm-hmm. The kid can do it in March, can they still do it in June or and again yeah. in October? You know, it's got to stack up. Yeah. And uh, you've got to see it in different contexts. They are the two criteria. They're not mine. That's international. Like for yeah. outcomes-based assessment, you need to see evidence over time yeah. and in different contexts. Yeah. And I guess, and the one that I had left off, and that was about using pre-assessment of student readiness, interest and learning profile to understand individual students' needs and strengths. Well, you've got a great pre-assessment 
format, Rob, where you say, tell me 10 things about. Tell me 10 things about. Uh, Yes, it's just a simple way of finding out what they already bring to the table. But how often, I don't know about you, Sharon, but how often do do you see the words pre-assessment and uh, a system or a school or an individual teacher just sees the word test? Pre-assessment, are you test? Yeah, and there's plenty of people ready to bloody sell them to you, mm. and uh, it's mm. just there's mm. a whole there's people making millions on 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 this interpretation of pre-assessment, which yeah. was never the actual. It just no. meant didn't say test. It no. just says find out what your kids bring as assessment yes. for learning. What yeah, do they bring to the right. table? Mm. Yeah, you and I try still this love task, that. do this activity, yeah. do a test, but it's not only tests. No, no. Drawing it back to that assessment for, assessment yeah. as, of, assessment, as of, assessment of. Yeah, yep. it makes so much more sense to students and to teachers to go, so that assessment for, what do they already know? Yeah. What are um, they bringing to this? So for, you know, yeah, in, um, yep. you know, a writing task or a, like what do they know about? We're doing poetry. What do you know about poetry? Yes. What, mm-hmm. What kinds of poems have you written? That could be a discussion, but that could also be in your writer's notebook. You know, what what do I already know about poetry? And why am I going to then teach them a whole lot of things that they already know? <laughs> you know, so... In maths, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, the scenario is, okay, we're doing subtraction this week. Uh, all right, so I'll start from here. Like, mm. well, no, why don't you start from what do they already know? Mm. But the presumption often is, oh, but... I haven't taught them yet, so they yeah. won't know anything. Yeah, they've got nothing to bring. <laughs> no. oh, right, so they've been on the planet for 10 years or 20 years or 15 years or whatever, it was six years, uh, so they don't know anything. Uh, so and so often, no, just just ask. That was yes. supposed to be the point of pre-assessment. Yes. Like don't presume just because you haven't taught it that they don't know anything. Uh, they may not know the, the terminology or the vocab. This is particular of maths, but they know the concept. It's like fractions. <gasps> oh, fractions. Like the, the, toddlers know fractions. It's proven yes. that toddlers know yeah. fractions. Uh, they know division. They know they know sharing. They actually know how to make a group unequal. They actually understand remainders, but they don't know the term remainder. Uh, but they know what it is, what it looks like when it when it's minties or, or uh, you know or, or gummy bears, and you're sharing them. They know exactly. <laughs> so it's. Uh, uh, but you know we need to. And that's but testing doesn't help that. It's you know, look, there's some tests that are, that are mildly better than others, but so often there's really good tasks, really good activities that give you all the assessment information you need and you didn't waste, or you, did, well, you didn't cost you an hour that's not your program by doing a test. Those hours add up. A lot of this, uh, Rob, is probably um, getting knowledge of the Australian curriculum and knowing what's in it and... Um, you know, that's a big part of it, isn't it? The teacher knowledge about um, their content area. Yeah, it's a content-driven topic, but uh, uh, an understanding of it is not always a given, Phil. Sometimes it's far more simple than the words we would have you believe. Okay, yeah. okay. Sometimes it's just not, not far to go on a closed task, like it's, I'm done, what do you got for me now? And it's, uh, so it's, uh, um, whereas you've got a good open-ended activity or problem, uh, it often allows you to get some depth from the kids. I, 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 there's, there'll, there'll be a point, I hope, a point in time, uh, and this, this stupid stuff about the maths wars and the literacy wars and science and, oh, like, give me a break. Uh, it's, it's going to be about, in maths, the proficiencies 
And yeah. the content is just a way of getting at the proficiencies, which are about uh, problem solving, reasoning, influence, yeah. reasoning, justification. Like these are these is what Australia Proof. needs. This is yeah. what this is what the human race needs is kids who can do those things um, and uh, do it with with a sense of creativity and logic and depth and, and love, uh, can love explain it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's uh, um, so that, that's you're not getting that from from streaming. You're not getting that from from giving out worksheets and thinking that's your answer to stuff. It's just it isn't. It isn't, yep, yep. Um, and it's not like you know we're asking teachers to do the impossible. There's no. you know, there's plenty of resources. My, uh, go to my website. I'll, I'll gladly send things out for nothing that um, that uh, that that can help you start building up a, a big range of, of uh, problem solving tasks, including all, problems and activities. It's all about the professional development of, of the teacher rather than programs. It's um, you know we we say that yep. again, again and again in literacy. Yeah. It's um, really. Yep. Big, You'll get so much more um, out of all this as a teacher if you, um, you know, develop yourself, really. Yeah, and it's it's uh, once once shown, there's no going back. Teachers go, oh well, yeah, I can do this, and and it's the, oh, this notion of one task every kid in at their own level is just something just 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 wonderful about Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 So we touched on this strategy is not demonstrated when. Um, the teacher sets the same work for all students. So the next one was um, the strategy is not demonstrated when the teacher provides little variation in teaching strategies, resources and group composition. I think we've talked about that yeah. pretty solidly. Um, assesses all student work against general criteria. Talked about mm, that. Yeah. Applies differentiated teaching strategies only for gifted students. Yeah, we talked about that. And establishes consistently inflexible groupings. Yeah, we talked about all We've those. talked about yep. those. So, but I think that as an article um, is a nice anchor for where we've been today, yeah. talking about yep. Yep. Um, differentiation across. I mean, we've talked, Rob, you know, you've just brought such, that, such a rich um, picture of differentiation in maths. Um, we've linked that. You know, I've got a word in every now and then for literacy. Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sharon. Did well. Did very well. Um, and of course, that they're the big things for us to think at any decision making point in any subject area about what does differentiated teaching look like? Not differentiated yeah. tasks and different, but differentiated teaching. How is our teaching differentiated? Um, Yep. Any day, on, yep. at any time, mm. you know, that it's um, – and not dictated necessarily by any um, program or structure or, you know, we've got the capacity to, to really flow with that um, for every child every day. Fantastic. Streaming is not the answer. It's no. never going to be the answer. It just will never ever be the answer um the, the, on, the, on my website there's a, a thing about streaming it does offer for big units of work a bit of a compromise and that's that's saying well okay don't jump into it um here you've got 12 lessons on place value all right let's collect some formative assessment uh after eight lessons offer yeah. some workshops you know offer yes. and they're clearly extension reinforcement and support they're clearly top middle and bottom uh the workshops because you can put 
content title in, okay? We're looking at place mm-hmm. value. We're looking at uh, numbers to thousands. And the next group, we're blah, blah, blah. And the bottom group, we're looking at numbers to a, to our thousand with whole numbers. And clearly, they're, they're, they're groups. But I let the kids sign up. I'm like, yeah, you've got, yeah. You got two hours, sign up for your workshop. And you're giving mm-hmm. them some ownership. And, and they go, yeah, look, we've been doing this place value stuff for three quarters of the unit, two thirds of the unit, you know, eight lessons. I know where I am. I know which group I'm signing up to. Um, and at least they've got some ownership there. And, and I only do that for big units. But look, sometimes it's just a way of weaning a teacher or a grade level or a school off streaming mm-hmm. by giving them to say, maybe try this. Yeah. You know, so yes. uh, um, yeah, yeah. that does work and, all right. Yeah. yeah. And that's really sort of bringing it back to more of what we would call a classic view of learning then where we're at, we can actually sign up for yes. where yeah. we yeah. where we see we need yeah, help. Exactly. A or bit of agency, we have interest. Yes. Yes. Well yeah. student voice they call it over here. But it's yes. you know it's, yep. a, it's some student voice. Yeah. And I always say to the teachers, look, you've got the right to veto. You can just go, excuse me, Sharon, you're just mm. signing up there because Phil's in that group or maybe it's likely <laughs> yeah. to be the other way around really. <laughs> Phil, you're just signing up because Sharon's in that group. No, do get yourself back to the group you belong to. And you know, you know where you should be. And and just say, Oh yeah, you got me, Mr. V, yeah, I should be in the the middle group or whatever, um, yeah. but uh, so I, I think that's a, you know that's not a bad, bad well, compromise. Well, I think I think the uh, ancient Greeks had it right when um, the way they had their little um, systems of learning. They'd have um, Aristotle would be sitting on a bench over in the park, and the students would go over and listen to him for a while. And when they got a bit bored, they were allowed to go over to Socrates and the other side of the park, and um, anyone could get up at any time and. Choose who they were going to listen to. You know, oh, that'd be an interesting that. school, wouldn't yeah, it? Oh, that, that's it. like it's just you know, and, and just say, "Oh, look, Aristotle, like mate, you're a bit boring." I'm going, I'm going, I'm going over to see soccer's over there. Yeah. Long, mate, you know, you haven't written your book yet. You know, I mean. Uh, yeah, the runs aren't on the board, Aristotle. You just haven't done it for me. Hey, mate, you're just doing, not doing it for me, Aram, man. I'm out of here. Boat with, yep. my, with my Greek sandals, I'm going. Yep, yep. Or maybe you know, offer some free biscuits or something. Yeah. <laughs> Come back, Phyllis. Come back, Phyllis. <laughs> I, have a, I have a free biscuit for you. <laughs> Yeah, well, if if if, te- yeah. if students could choose their classrooms, that'd be interesting. Um, yes. Now, Rob, uh, some quick rapid fire questions. Because um, we haven't had enough fun yet. No. <laughs> how, how do you think you learned to read? I've got no idea. Okay, we'll go on to the next. We'll go on to the next question. No, I, I knew my tables, but I don't know why. Like yeah. they, they yeah. did me no good whatsoever. But no. Uh, I, I, but uh, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. No, no. And it may have happened before school. Oh, well, and luckily you can. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when do you best like to read? Um, I'll, I, at, at night. Yes. Yeah, I love, okay. I love uh, going yeah. to bed with a, with, with a book. Best tips for parents on helping children with uh, numeracy? Uh, look, only uh, one, just if you haven't got anything good to say about numeracy, don't say anything at all. Mm. Uh, so, uh, um, and my advice to every parent on every maths night I do with them is, for God's sake, read to your kids. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Rob. Yep. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. It's yeah. just one yes. of the best things you can ever do for a child yeah. on yeah. any level. You yeah. know, that, yeah. Yeah, beyond literacy, that is too, Sharon, mm-hmm. as you know, it's Absolutely. just that relationships. It's just yes. so, yeah. 
yeah. learning about our world. Or reading yes. and reading fic- fi- non-fiction and fiction and mm. everything. Oh, mix yeah. it up, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's an exciting, wondrous part of your career besides meeting me? <laughs> 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 sorry. Well, given that that was clearly number one, I'm, 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 I'm oh, going to go a long sorry. way down. To, it's like going from Aristotle to Socrates. I'll, I'll, I'll go a long way down, and uh, I, I don't know. It's corny, but t- but uh, turning a kid around is pretty pretty wondrous. sensational. It's yes. wondrous. It's just uh, uh, I, I love it. And sometimes it can happen in a in a session, or you know, over when I was a classroom teacher for all those years. It's just yeah, yeah just yeah. knowing that you'd, you'd actually actually really made a difference. Yeah. You actually changed a kid for the better. Uh, so that that's that's always that's why good teachers teach. So best <laughs> tips for teachers. Um... I know one of your big ones is trust the kids. Um, yeah, trust yourself to trust your kids. Yeah, mm. yeah, yep. yep. And that's yeah. about finding out, like you know, don't presume they don't know. Trust yourself to trust your kids because mm. they're, they're just given the right task, they will fly. <laughs> if you engage them, they'll give you everything. Uh, so just yep. trust yourself to trust them. You know, so yep. we're all going to go with an open-ended problem. Well, I don't know where it's going to go. Trust them; they'll be yep. right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And if you don't get it quite right one day, you try the next yeah. day. Yeah. And it was something that uh, Sharon mentioned too, is that you teach through an activity. Don't teach to an activity. Don't spend four days um, boring the hell out of your kids about subtraction, then give them an interesting subtraction task on the fifth day. Give them an interesting subtraction task on the first day. Yeah. Uh, that'll give you heaps of assessment information and you've engaged your kids and you'll get the best out of them. So, you know, I think that's Phil's heard that one too quite a few times. You teach uh, through an activity, not yeah. to, to an activity. activity. Yeah. Well, thanks, Rob, and it's been a fantastic oh, session. Um, and always thank you. a pleasure, yeah. isn't it? Oh, to thank have, you, yeah. Sharon and Phil. And we yeah. hope hope the lockdown's not. Um, I mean, you haven't had a haircut for how many oh, how mate, many months? I'm so glad this is a podcast <laughs> and not not, not Zoom or something. Yeah, yeah we're I, not I, asking I just, for a recent photo from you. <laughs> No, that's right. <laughs> it, looks we'll like, use it. Just a, it looks like some Yeti or something. I don't know. It's just a wild, wild man from Borneo, my mum used to say, but it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's and hopefully you guys are going to be let out soon and um, we'll be back to normal. Actually, I was going to say mm. maybe Rob could send us a photo and it could be a great <laughs> writing prompt for, yes. for, yeah. for all of the listeners here. <laughs> <laughs> this is what life in lockdown looks like. Yeah. Yeah. How sad. <laughs> so thank, thanks again, Rob. It's been fantastic uh, having you on again and uh, look forward to having you on another time. Yeah. Really enjoyed it, as always. Uh, yeah. You do a great job. So yeah. Um, yeah, thank yeah, you very much, Sharon and Phil, for yeah, the opportunity. Great to do the wanderings, you know, the learning wanderings. And I know everyone yes. out there would have got some real gems from uh, yes. Some of the things we talked about today. Thanks, oh, Rob. Uh, no worries. Okay, All see, right. see you later. See you, Rob. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. To make sure you don't miss any literacy learning tips and insights, please subscribe to our show on your favourite podcast player. At Q Learning, our literacy specialists draw on over 30 years of teaching and international consulting experience to deliver world class learning solutions. We equip, empower and support teachers to become their authentic selves. To find out about upcoming webinars and about how Q can help you and your school, visit qlearning.com.au. 
And you can get even more amazing teaching resources right now at teachific.com.au. Stay tuned.